Well, if you've been here for a few weeks, you know we're walking through a a, a series called Pray This Way. And it's been about the Lord's Prayer. And and in Matthew chapter 6 and Luke 11, if you have your Bibles with you or you're following along online or your apps, just be ready for both of those scriptures, uh, Matthew 6 and Luke 11. We're going to be back there again this week. And I, I pray that the messages uh, on the Lord's Prayer have been a blessing um, to your life. And if you've missed the last few weeks, you can go back online and, and re-watch those or re-listen to those uh, through Facebook Live. Uh, it's on there or on our website. You can look at all of those. But I encourage you to do that because we're walking through the prayer. And if you've missed it, you want to go back because if you, if you weren't here the last couple of weeks, thank you. You missed it. It's good to hear your, your voices in saying all that this morning. But uh, we're going to start in Luke chapter 11, because in Luke 11, uh, there's, a, there's a time that corresponds with uh, Matthew chapter 6. And during this time, uh, the, the disciples were looking at Jesus and saying, Lord, it's highlighted there, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. So they, they came to Jesus and they said, like, Jesus, how do we do this? Like, what? how do we pray like you do? How do we get these breakthroughs? And, and how do we have impactful powerful prayers lord teach us to pray more not more so not so much how do we pray but how should we pray and and lord jesus teach us how to pray and he gives them an an incredible teaching on prayer in the book of matthew in chapter six so when they say lord teach us to pray jesus says okay then i'm going to give you this and we'll start in verse nine in uh in in matthew six and it says Uh, In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, or your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, But deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And God's people said, Amen. Let it be so. Please, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He says, okay. And I almost, I I can't wait for the yours is the kingdom section when we get to that part. Because there's a lot there. And, uh. We give God the glory forever, and, and I, I can't get there. i got to stay focused this week, because this week we're focusing on verse 11. And verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. And I want to talk for a few minutes this morning on the subject of bread for today. Bread for today. In fact, bread for today, look at your neighbor across the way and say, pass the bread. Pass the bread. Now look at your other neighbor on the other side who was your second choice and say, pass the bread. Pass the bread. It's tradition in my, my, on my mom's side of the family that it, it was, uh, and some of my family is nodding, because any time we would gather, I had a couple of, well, if I could use an ancient term, smart aleck uncles, one of which is probably tuned in and watching this. And we would get together over family meals, right, in the past. And there would be a long table or maybe a couple tables in the room. And, of course, what would one of them say? Hey, can you pass the rolls? And, of course, what did they do? Rolls started chucking back and forth in the family gathering. Pass the rolls. Pass the bread. So we're talking about bread for today. And we've been learning in our time of prayer that... You know, first of all, first of all, that we're surrendered to the Father's love. Remember, we talked about our Father in the beginning weeks, and we learned that that statement gives us the ability to exhale, to breathe, to rest, to call Him, as Romans eight tells us, "Abba, Father," where we can, oh, our Father, our Father. And we can then worship our awesome and heavenly Father. And we say, you know what? You're so awesome and you're so so holy that hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Awesome is your name. Worthy to be praised. We magnify you, God. We magnify your name. It's hallowed. It's, It's holy. 
Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together, the familiar song says. And, and it's, he's holy. It's hallowed. And then we, 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 we talked about your will be done and how we surrender our will to his will. Your will be done. And we've invited his kingdom and rule into our lives. Remember we talked about that when we say that your will be done in our lives. We say that on earth as it is in heaven. We say, you know what, Lord, let your kingdom rule and reign in our lives, your kingdom in our lives. His righteousness, his peace and his joy. In the Holy Spirit, being Spirit-led, we talked about. And in this moment in prayer, we're going to get to this point where Jesus says now to pray for bread. Pray for bread. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, in all the study that I could do, sadly, this is not a scripture that carb lovers can pray for bread. How many have done a low-carb diet and you've seen bread pass you by in the restaurant and you're like, oh, just for a piece of bread? I I wish it was because that would be a good prayer for me. I mean, I, I would pray that every day. God, just give me some more bread. But Jesus is not obviously asking us or inviting us to pray for carbs or a loaf of bread here. Bread in the Bible represents several things. Bread in the scripture represents several things. One thing it represents is God's presence. In, in, in the showbread in the tabernacle, when the old, in the Old Testament, the showbread was in the tabernacle and it represented God's presence. Bread in the Bible also represents God's provision. Like the manna in the wilderness. Remember the Israelites would travel and God said, I'll provide you manna. And he did and the manna would just be there every day. Every single day. And we'll talk about what that meant. And he he says daily bread for a reason. But it talks about God's provision. Uh, It also represents in, in, in the scriptures God's abundance. In Proverbs where it says that our barns will overflow with grain and bread. It's It represents Jesus's broken body we, we celebrate that in communion when jesus broke the bread it represents jesus's broken body and his finished work on the cross bread represents the word of god we call it the bread of life bread represents the feeding and sustaining of the believer by the word of god and it represents the person and ministry of the lord jesus christ and so when when jesus is saying bread Pray for daily bread. He's saying, I am acknowledging, God, that you are the source for all that I need. Your provision, your presence, all that I need, God, when I pray for my daily bread, I'm saying, God, I need you today. I need every part of everything that you are, God, in my life. I need you. I need your word. I need your ministry. I need the work of the cross. I need your presence. So when I say daily bread, I'm saying, God, I need you and all of you right now. And I need you. There was never a moment, and if there was ever a moment, where where I need God and you need God and this nation needs God, it is right now. In his presence, we need his presence, his provision, his word, his sacrifice, his teachings, his ministry. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And eat from his table. Receive from the Lord our daily bread. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. This is what Jesus is asking us to pray. Give us this day. He's inviting us into daily Give us today. Give us this day. Isn't it amazing? And and I thought this too. Isn't it amazing how we look through the the passage here. We've been through the the prayer up to this point. and, And it's our Father. And it's give us this day. And it's forgive us our trespasses. There's this intertwining of unity and family and and when you pray and it should never be when you're in prayer and Jesus is teaching to pray, give us, it's us, it's we. It it should never be just about praying for yourself and your needs. But every time that you, you pray in this way, always bring others into that prayer. Not just me, Lord, but my family, my, you know, your, your children, people that, all the people that is in, are in your circle of influence, pray for them as well. 
It isn't all about us praying for just our needs. Jesus is saying, give us. Teach us. God, do for others while we're in prayer, while we're walking through our prayers. Jesus said, pray this way. And remember, Jesus didn't say pray this prayer. He said in this manner, pray. So don't just wrote, repeat, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us. It, the power isn't in repetition. The power is in the manner in which we pray. But then that's why the Apostle Paul said, when, when Jesus is talking about us, connectedness, unity, family, the Apostle Paul said, when all, one of us hurts, we all hurt. He said, when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. That's just a side note that I noticed in this plurality of these, these requests. Give us this day our daily bread. I'll give you three things from the text today that I believe will help us get, a de- get to a deeper place in prayer. Not this prayer, but in your prayer life. And, uh, and, and number one is this bread is only good for today. This is daily bread. It's not weekly bread. It's not monthly bread. Or annual bread. This is daily bread. Somebody say daily bread. It's daily bread. It's every day. But it is for that day. So this bread is good for today. Not weekly bread. If you only eat on Sundays. You'll be a bit malnourished. Amen. You'll be sick. You won't have any strength. If you only feast on Sunday, if you only have bread on Sunday, if you only have the bread of life, the word of God on Sunday, and you don't daily partake in this bread, you won't have strength for the week. You won't have that nourishment that you need. And I, people, people sometimes come to me and they say, Pastor, how can I love and be sold out to Jesus and worship Jesus? And how can I love him so much on Sunday And then love the devil so much on Friday. Whoa, wait a second. How come I can come to church and I can worship and I can raise my hand, but then I live like how I want to? And I don't have any bread during the week. I just have bread on Sunday. Why does it sort of wear off and by Friday I'm back to my old ways? Or by Monday afternoon, I'm back to my old ways. How come, pastor, I come to church, I want to do this? Because you're not eating daily. It's daily bread. Jesus, in the, in the, in the scriptures, they, Jesus says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Paul says, I die daily. You're getting the picture here. This is not just a once a week, get filled on Sunday and go out with a charge and then lose it all again by Wednesday. This is daily bread. It's a daily walk. The Bible said that in, in Genesis, in the very, very beginning, Genesis, God would walk with Adam and Eve In the cool of the day, every day, God would walk with Adam and Eve. This was always a daily thing that God wanted to happen. So what did Jesus do every day? We find him time and time again in the scriptures. He would find a secluded place and he would talk to the Father. That's why the disciples went to him and said, you know, we see what you're doing every day, Jesus. Teach us to do this. Teach us to pray like you do. It was a scheduled, sort of secluded place that every day he would get up and talk to the Father. It was always meant to be daily. And what was the Sabbath? The Sabbath, or, or as we celebrate on Sunday, Sunday is a moment of rest and was a moment of, uh, of family time. It was a moment of just gathering. It was a moment where the, sort of an exclamation mark is put on the entire week of you walking with Jesus. Sunday becomes a day of celebration where we get to gather with our spiritual families, with, our, with the family of God to lift up the name of Jesus. That same Jesus that we should have been partaking of all week long. Because this is daily bread. Slide on over to, uh, to Exodus chapter 16. Exodus 16, we're talking about bread. Remember, I know we're going to get there. Bread for today. And God is now giving the children of Israel manna. 
And they've now entered into the wilderness and they start complaining because they want the food that they had back in Egypt. And God says, I'm going to give them bread. And this is Exodus 16, verse 15. When the Israelites saw that, saw it, saw what God had provided, they said to each other, what is this? For they did not know what it was. So what they had been praying for, they kind of didn't get the answer they were expecting. The Israelites saw that man and they said, what is this? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to him, it's the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. And then they said this, this is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. Now Moses said to them, this is the Lord, this is the bread the Lord has given you. This is what the Lord has commanded. Now remember that just about every time that God provides for you a blessing, uh, a lot of times a commandment follows. So it comes with a commandment. In other words, all God's provision comes with responsibility. All miracles come with responsibility or an expectation. I'm talking about what God expects. God says, okay, I'll give you this provision, but here's my command connected to it. It's found all through scriptures. He says, I'll bless you, but here's what I expect. Because if I don't, if I just give, if I don't give you boundaries as to what, to what I expect by giving you this blessing, you'll squander it. And it's found in scripture all around. God commands, verse 16, everyone is to gather as much as they need and take an omer, which is just a measurement uh, for each person you have in your tent. And then 17, he says, the Israelites did as they were told, and some gathered much and some little. And then when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much didn't have too much, and the one who gathered little didn't have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they had needed. Remember, we're talking about daily bread, and we're going to get there. I know where I'm going this morning. Just hang in there. Verse 19, Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. That, I want to hone in on that. Moses said, now no one is to keep any of this until morning. This is a lesson in faith, a lesson in trust, and a lesson in obedience. What are you going to do, people? What are you going to do? No one is to keep any of this until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning. But it was full. I won't get there yet. You can read it. So they took the manna, they took part of it, and they made the bread. And then they took another part and they hid it. And it says, when they woke up in the morning, it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. I'm sorry if you're just eating breakfast online and just sort of scooping those Cheerios and you look down into that bowl and now you lost your appetite. I apologize. Not sorry. But it was full of maggots. So each morning, each morning everyone gathered as much as they needed when the sun grew hot and melted away. We're talking about daily bread this morning we're talking about this bread is only good for today god says i don't want you to keep it or store it up i want you to use it because what is fresh today will be rotten tomorrow and i wonder just curious does your walk with the lord smell and 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 have an aroma of fresh hot baked bread sustaining your life is that the aroma that your walk with the Lord has before the world? Is there a beautiful fragrance about you? And I don't mean how you smell. I think you know what I mean. Is there a joy about you? Is there a freshness about you? Or do you look different than what the world looks like in their hopelessness? Is there a freshness about you when you get, when you get to worship and you get to praise God and you get to sing? Is there a freshness when you go to God's word? Is there this, this, this freshness about your testimony? Is there something about your life that is beautiful and fragrant and warm and inviting when people look at you and go, you know what? I want what they have. I want some of that. There's very few smells like, you know, when you walk in to the grocery store, to the bakery, or wherever it is, and that smell of fresh baked bread. 
So much so that they've come up with ways to pump that through the system. And they're not even baking the bread. They just know what that does to your psyche. And you'll be like, oh, this is a place. Now I'm, oh, now I'm home. The Apostle Paul tells us in Colossians that we're to be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Something about your life that's beautiful and attractive. And, and does it, or does it smell different? By contrast, does your, does your walk with the Lord and your testimony smell like that mystery Tupperware container in the back of your refrigerator? Y'all ever found one of them things in the back of your fridge? Come on. You open this up and you look at it and you're like, I'm not even really sure what this is. I, I know we had to have made it, but I don't know what it is. It's back there and it's been mutating for months. And you think, all right, now I got to open this thing. You ever go to work and maybe you bring your lunch with you and, and you, you bring maybe something in a Tupperware container and you don't finish it and, you know, something happens and it gets knocked under the seat and a few months later, you, what is that? And you start to look. This isn't something that was in the back of your refrigerator. It was under your car seat in the heat for two months. Do you all try to salvage that Tupperware container? Or does it just, it's gone. You sacrifice that Tupperware, it's gone. I'm not opening that. It was good at one time, right? It was good, but now it'll make you sick. It was healthy, But now if you were to share that with people, that would make everybody sick. And I'm not just explaining what's in the back of your refrigerator or underneath your car seat. I'm explaining some people's faith in our walk with God. It was good. It was fresh. It was beautiful. At one time, it was this organic, on fire, beautiful and attractive thing. But now, it's become dangerous. Your Bible is no longer a surgeon's scalpel that heals, but it becomes a sword that can divide and hurt people. You don't use the Word of God against people and stand on some platform and spew all kinds of hatred from your mouth. We're talking about bread that can change a person's life. And I'm just wondering this morning, where are you in your walk with God? Where are you? You're going, you know, Pastor, some, through all of this, I've gotten a little bit rotten. I've gotten a little bit stinky. I mean, I've gotten a little bit salty, a little bit, mm, you know, I've been, I've been cooped up. I've been snappy and snapping at people, and I've been a little edgy, and I'm not... My walk really is a little bit, maybe not quite like fresh bread. Maybe it's a little bit rotten. And you're spiritually rotting inside. And you feel that inside because you've let this lack of daily bread and daily provision and daily sustenance from the Lord impact your life. Instead, you're letting other things take the place of your daily bread Bread representing God's provision, God's sustenance. And instead of seeking God for your daily bread, your daily nutrition, your daily sustenance and provision, you're seeking it in other places. How many cases today? I gotta know. How does this impact my world? Oh no, it's August. How's school gonna look? What's it? Oh, here, and you, you start to go down that slippery slope instead of getting God's sustenance in you and saying, what does God say about us? And how does God say he sustains us and provide for us our daily bread? I just wonder, is it time to pray, God, I need your daily bread. Feed me today. Now, I'm going to ask you to pull your feet in a little bit and we're spaced out a little so you have room. And when a preacher says that, how many people know I might tread on a few toes? Not sorry. Daily bread. Every single day, right? We're talking about give us this day, this day, our daily bread. 
are, are, we, are you still walking with the Lord daily? Are you still walking with Him? Are you just experiencing the momentum of some past obedience? Are you actually walking with Jesus, depending on Him every single day for new bread, fresh bread every single day? Or are you just experiencing momentum and relying on past obedience? Here's what I mean. Well, years ago, guys, I went to a promise keepers and, you know, I, I was there and I committed my life. I mean, I know my life hasn't meant much for the Lord since then. Or you participate in an event or a retreat where you really got close to the Lord during that time and you keep going back. Are you still just in the momentum of that past thing, relying on that past thing? You know, Saul was king, but he rejected God. You got to think about God stripped him of his kingdom, but the relationship between Saul and God had been lost. You know, Saul was saying, oh, God, I have your blessing. I have your anointing. But you know what? God, he didn't walk daily. And eventually God was like, sorry. I'm asking you this morning to get back to daily bread. Not weekly, not monthly, not once a year, not the good old days bread, not the I remember that revival bread, not the man church used to be bread. I'm talking about daily, daily, present time, right now, everyday bread. I'm talking about walking with the Holy Spirit and and living Spirit-led lives, receiving daily new bread every day because if you keep holding on to that old bread it's dead and it stinks god said i give you bread for today don't hold on to it for tomorrow tomorrow i'll give you bread again ask god for a word today read your bible today worship today you can't live in that old old uh, old bread life well, because once it was this way and I need to hang on. and We get caught up in some of that thinking that Christianity is a generational privilege. When I think of, of old momentum and old bread, you know, well, my grandma helped build this church and, I, you know, my daddy was this and that. and I, Well, that, that's great for your grandma and your daddy because they had their bread. But you can't live on their bread. Because it's old and it's stinky and it's rotten and it's nasty for you. You live on your daily bread, your daily provision. There's nothing wrong with having a a beautiful Holy Spirit memory of something that God has done in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. We've all been to camp meetings and been to revivals and been to concerts and been to all the stuff and been blessed by God and been better for it. But that's not your daily bread. Your daily bread, it's part of your testimony, but it's not daily bread. Because I need Jesus today. I need need Jesus right now. I need Jesus more today than I needed him yesterday. Amen? I need the move of the Holy Spirit in my life today. I need God to reveal something new to me today. Daily bread. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, don't get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul's talking to a church that has been filled with the Holy Spirit. If you know anything about the church in Ephesus, that was a on fire, rolling down the line. I mean, doing their thing, church. They were on fire for God. They were doing the right thing. They had been filled with the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, you know what? You guys, you still need to be filled. Filled again. Filled afresh. Filled anew. One preacher said one time that we as Christians, we leak. We leak. That's why God calls us to constantly be filled. In fact, the words of the scripture says, be being filled. That's the, if you were to go back and translate, be being filled. That's why in the church of the Nazarene, we read that and we say, we, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled up up over so your cup is overflowing all of that you know we need to be constantly filled because we leak jesus says i want you to have daily bread daily 
It's so easy to get into religious routines, you know, of praise the Lord. And, oh, one time I prayed a prayer. And uh, one time I read the Bible all the way through. And one time I went to camp meeting and I heard from God. And we lose daily bread. We lose the daily bread. If we don't have daily bread sustaining us, and we're relying on stale, old, nasty bread, you know, the Bible says that, that we look alive. In the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus says, you say you're rich, but you're, you're poor. You say you're alive, but you're dead. Jesus says, I'm asking you in so many words, I'm asking you to come back to your first love. Daily bread. Come back to daily bread. Don't rely on grandma's testimony or last year's attendance to a revival and that's all you got or don't rely on even weekly bread coming coming or watching online each week and and getting something from the word of god and saying yeah amen preacher and then nothing during the rest of the week you need daily 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 bread Sometimes it's a little bit heavy. I know it's a little bit heavy. But you know what? This nation right now needs some heavy preaching and some heavy conviction from the Holy Spirit. This nation and and our people, and and not, not just broadly this nation, so you're off the hook. All of us need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Need the Holy Spirit to check us right now, today, daily. So you know what? Get some things in line. We need to come back to, to God in this place, in this nation, in these, all these communities outlying that are, that are starving for something. They need the daily bread, God's provision. They need to come back to God. Come back to daily bread. That's called repent in the scripture. Repentance. Some of you are looking at me like, what is that word? No, not our crowd. But people you know would look at you and tell you, what does that mean? It's called getting back to loving our daily walk with Christ. Walking with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. I gotta go. Let's move on. This bread is available in the presence of your enemies. It's, in the, it's available in the presence of your enemy. The, the, the bread I'm talking about, like David said it in Psalm 23, and that's where this come from, comes from. And a lot of you know it already. David said in, in, in Psalm 23, right around verse 5, You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. A feast in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head. My cup overflows with blessings. Most scholars believe that David wrote that section of Scripture either right before or right after his fight with Goliath. Now, David is writing about a battle one way or the other. And we don't know if he's writing before or after but he's writing about the testimony of the Lord's goodness. He says, you know what? I was in a fight, but God sustained me. I was in the presence of my enemies, and God had a meal for me. He was providing for me, even in the presence of those who would press in hard against me. He provided a meal for me, God's presence and God's provision. You know, it's amazing that when David and Goliath fight, in First Samuel, they both um, they both talk about food. Goliath says, "I'm going to feed you to the birds." And I, I kind of love David's comeback because it's well, it's really not that good. He's like, "No, I'm going to feed you to the birds." But I liked that it wasn't that good, but it worked. They both talked about feeding. They both talked about eating. David says, God, you prepared a place for me, even in the presence of my greatest enemy. This bread is available in the presence of my enemies. David said, I will continue to feast even in the fight. And can I tell you this morning, church, that daily bread is available right now in the fight, in the battle, in the valley, in this crazy COVID pandemic, in the midst of all that's happening in our nation. Bread is available to you. There is a feast available for you. You don't have to eat it later, and you don't have to rely on what was there in the past. You can eat right now. You don't have to pray for it. It's there available. God says, I prepared, and I will provide. I see so many people asking the question, uh, honestly, can we just skip 2020 and go to 2021, please? 
And I probably feel like that at least once a day, right? Can we just kind of skip over? But, but friends, let me tell you this morning, there is food available in 2020. In the fight, there is provision available in the struggle in 2020. There is bread available in the presence of your enemies. And even if I'm in a famine, God will find me, he will feed me, and he will keep me under a tree like he did Elijah, and he will provide for me, and you can eat this bread even in a battle. So I will feast in the fight. I'll continue to receive even in my battle. I have to believe. I have to believe that God will provide for me. I've got no other choice. The world is giving me no hope. I have to believe that God is providing for me and preparing something for me in this battle. I have to believe that that this current giant that we're all facing, this situation, that God is going to use us through this and give us a new platform, a fresh platform, a new anointing, something, a new grace upon our life, something. And God will use this for his glory. I have to believe that. I've got to eat even in the presence of my enemies. Lastly, this bread must be completely consumed. So Jesus has one of the most darkest days of his ministry in John chapter 6. He's fed people. He's done miracles. He's got thousands and thousands following him. But he knows in this moment that he has a crowd, but he does not have a church. He's got a crowd, but he knows people aren't really understanding why he came yet. And so in verse 26 of chapter 6, the whole chapter is very intense. He says, I've got to tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood understood these miraculous signs. Signs. Now, these miraculous signs that Jesus saw were happening, or these people saw were happening by Jesus, he wanted them to realize that the signs were pointing to him. The signs were pointing to him. They were just concerned about the signs. And some of us, it's about who the miracle points to. The sign is about who, he, who it points to. He goes, you're missing the signs because you think this is about me being a healer or a miracle worker or a bread multiplier. These signs are pointing to me. You're missing the signs. Jesus goes, you are here for a full belly and that's all. You're here for free, be- free bread and a fish buffet, but you're missing me. How many times do we miss Jesus? We're at the meal he provided, ignoring the head of the table. How many times have we done that? I've been walking with Jesus 25 plus years. And how many times have I seen the miracle, eaten the fish, eaten the bread, and I miss Jesus himself? On down in John 6, it says, So Jesus again says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person up in the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me in the same way Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Now, of course, Jesus wasn't saying literally to eat his flesh and drink his blood, but he was pointing to the cross. He was pointing to the cross. He was saying, if you want me, if you want Jesus, he was saying, if you want me, it's not about just bread multiplier, Jesus, or bless me, Jesus, or, or give me what I need, Jesus. It's not, it's not just about prophet, Jesus. If you want me, it's not just about miracle worker, Jesus. If you want me, Jesus said, it's Lord Jesus. If you eat this bread, you get all of me, Jesus said. And there's the scripture. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And when Jesus was sharing a meal 
his last meal with his disciples, he said, this bread represents me, my broken body, which is broken for you. Daily bread. I need Jesus every day. Every day. You can't get sustenance on once a week. You can't eat one meal on Sunday and think you'll be okay all the way through to the next Sunday. Never in my life have I paid attention to what I've been eating and what I've been consuming more than now. And even though I have to pay attention, I still have to eat every day. And so do you. And Jesus says, pray this way. Pray for daily bread. If during this time you've been using your opportunities of more quality time with with God, with your family, with loved ones, and you've been opening God's word more and seeking him more and and what God are you doing and what are you up to and I really want to know and you're getting your daily bread. Ask God to fill you afresh and anew every single day, but take that daily bread. It's good for today. And then tomorrow, seek out fresh bread. Pray for daily bread. Tomorrow, pray for God's revelation again through his word. Open up the bread of life and read something new. Get another, another supply of your daily bread. Don't rely on things that you've done in the past. This is the way we always used to do it, so I'm living on that. And I knelt, knelt at an altar when I was 12, and I'm good. And I'll never need to read the Bible again. And I, I, my, my grandma was a Christian and so was my daddy and I'm just relying on that. That's not going to get you anywhere. You need daily bread for today for you. For you. Would you stand this morning as we close in prayer? God, the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, Don't miss because he's a miracle worker and a promise keeper and all of, the, all of that, which he is. Don't miss that all of those things are pointing back to him. Not just your miracle, your answer, not just that. They're all pointing back to a relationship with him. So you can receive daily bread. As we bow our head and, and close our eyes, nobody looking around. We take a few moments to say, Holy Spirit of God, what are you saying to me through this message? What are you saying, God, to me? What is this daily bread message that we got this morning, God? What are you saying to me? As we go to the Lord in prayer, reflect on the words that you've heard from the Word of God. Specifically, when Jesus tells us to seek daily bread. I guess my challenge and my question for you this morning is Have you been receiving the daily bread that Christ asked you to pray for? And do you desire and do you want that daily bread? He's not going to force it on you, He's not going to make you eat bread. But if he asks, if you ask him for it, do you desire that daily bread, a fresh infilling of the spirit, a fresh, a, a, a fresh word from God, a fresh piece of bread from God each and every day? He wants you to consume it all today because he has another fresh bread for you tomorrow. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes in prayer this morning, we say, God, our miracle worker, our provider, our healer, our sustainer, God, our bread giver. We worship you this morning, God, and we lift your name, and God, we pray 
for daily bread. We pray, God, that you would not be the same bread in our lives that you were yesterday. That we would get a fresh anointing, a fresh word from you, from your word, even today. And that tomorrow, Lord, our daily walk with you would grow each and every day. So that tomorrow we would have bread for tomorrow. But God, you aren't going to force that bread on us. We've got to seek that bread out. And like your son said, pray for daily bread. Ask for daily bread. So God, as we come to you and we say, God, give us this day our daily bread. What is it, Lord, that you have for us today? What bread would you have us to eat today? We come in, Lord, with empty stomachs. Because the bread we had yesterday is eaten and is gone. God, you provide bread for us. You provide that meal in the presence of our enemies, as, as, as we read. You provide that sustenance. God, it's up to us to take it and eat it and receive from you what you would have for us afresh and anew this morning. So, Father, it's very simple. Would you give us this day our daily bread, Lord? Would you be our provider, our sustainer, everything that we need? Might we find it in you, God? As we reflect on what we've heard, we receive this morning, Lord, our daily bread. Fill us afresh and new. God, fill us from the bottom of our, of our feet to the top of our head with your Holy Spirit. God, give us a, a word this morning that would cause that peace in our heart and cause us to say to the world that's lost and that needs you, God is for you. We might leave from this place, God, with fresh bread on our lips and that the world would see that there's something different about those people that call themselves Christians. And God, as we've said, that the whole world, each person is your creator, creation, but not each person is your child. And God, as we bow our heads in prayer, with our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning in this place, no one looking around. Would you say to me, Pastor, I don't know this daily bread that you're speaking of, but I need it. I need it. There's a lostness. There's, a, there's an emptiness in my down in my soul that I just know that God the Holy Spirit is speaking right now. And I often say this, friends, in, this, in a crowd like this, I know what you're feeling because I sat where you sit, where I knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and saying, you know what, it's time for you to receive my daily bread. And so if you're here this morning, we're not going to embarrass you, but I do want to pray for you. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I need this daily bread. I don't have a right relationship with God. I don't know all about this that you're speaking of, but I want to start somewhere, and I need to start here. Let me tell you something, friends, that Jesus Christ, your daily bread, provided a way for you to contact and con not, not go one more day wondering if you're okay with God. The gospel is that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into a lost and dying world. He was born, He ministered, He was wrongly convicted and suffered a criminal's death on a criminal's cross. For the remission of your sins. Because God said, I need, I need blood sacrifice for the remission of sins. And Jesus said, I'll go. 
And Jesus died in your place on that cross so that you don't have to suffer the penalty. He stood in your place. And now he cries out to you even this morning and says, I want a relationship with you. I want to be your daily bread. If that's you this morning that wants to begin that relationship and receive God's forgiveness, his provision, his blessing, and all the things we've talked about, I want to pray for you this morning. Say, Pastor, I've been far from God. I need to be close to him now. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and begin this walk. Make no mistake about it, what you're about to do. If that's you this morning, no one's looking around, no one's going to embarrass you. I want to pray for you. Just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, that is me this morning. I need a relationship with this Jesus, and I need that daily bread that you're speaking of. Anyone listening online, you can respond as well. Just leave something in the comments that you say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. I need that daily bread. I need to be saved this morning. Just say, Pastor, that's me. Father, you know those who have been obedient in their hearts, Lord. You know those who need a touch from you this morning, who are crying out, Abba, Father, give us this day our daily bread, Lord. We will seek you and we will serve you each and every day of our lives. God, I pray your blessing. I pray your favor upon these people that have gathered this morning. Your children give you the praise, Lord. They give you the glory. You so richly deserve it. I thank you, Lord, for each and every person who has come into this place this morning. No one is here by accident. Might your word be penetrating their hearts even as we speak and as we pray. Might we receive this daily bread for you, from you, Lord. And tomorrow, may you give us fresh bread. And the day after, and the day after, and for a thousand generations, might we receive your daily bread. God, we love you this morning. We thank you for loving us, loving us enough to die for us and provide a way into eternal life with you. We give you the praise, Lord, and give you the thanks. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. And God's people said amen and amen and praise the Lord. God bless you.